what's going on? I ain't getting the ball. That's when I said, you're done. Get the F out of here. Oh, it's time to make your opening statement. Come on, Ben. Uh, everything that guy just says, both I'm a mask in a dress, can't show up on time, even if it will save my life, according to you. Welcome, Peter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to another edition of the Peter Report Podcast, energized by Celsius. I am John Ledger from PeterReport.com. It is Antonio Brownlee here in Bucks World. This is just it. We're just dubbing it Antonio Brown Week because it feels like that is what it's going to always be known as. The first week of January for the rest of the time that the Bucks and those of us at Peter Report exist is going to be known as Antonio Brown Week. Not the final week of the regular season, but Antonio Brown Week instead because today and this entire week has been absolutely out of control. And with me to talk about all of it. We're going to cover so much ground today on this podcast and answer as many of your questions as we possibly can, even the ones we might think are, wow, how could you ask that? We're going to answer that too, because that's what Matt Matera and I do. Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Matera on the podcast tonight to talk a little Antonio Brown. Give it up for Matt Matera. I can hear everybody in the chat clap, and I appreciate that. Matt, how are we doing, man? Uh, I'm doing all right. I mean, this, as you just described, this whole week has been absolutely chaotic. I almost forgot. Oh, we're up close and personal. <laughs> really getting into the business, you know? Uh, we were really up there. We, it is just, it's been so chaotic. I almost kind of forgot that the Bucks have a game this Sunday. You dubbed it yeah. best. It's the Antonio Brown week. And, um, you know, our traffic has been insane because of it. So. That's true. Yeah, keep going, A.B. Uh, yeah, that's true. Absolutely. And we appreciate everybody here in the chat. I know we got a great crowd going tonight and uh, we're excited. to saw a lot of y'all waiting to get in here. And so we appreciate that. Obviously, we are going to get to as many of your questions and your thoughts as we can. That super chat function, if it's working for you, let those fly. I see some of you already have and we're going to get to those. I say that because, A, it helps us out of the pot a lot. It allows us to get a lot of the sweet equipment that we have uh, for the show and for the podcast. But B, also because I'm guessing that we're going to have so many questions on a pod like this and thoughts and comments and everything that we're probably going to prioritize a lot of the ones that are super chat. So if you slip us anything uh, via the super chat, I'll try to put you up on the screen and get to what uh, you're saying. Leo says uh, for $5 super chat, Leo, we appreciate this so much. Did you guys see the only fan story? AB violated COVID protocol, snuck a girl into the team hotel. The girl has videos, texts of everything and COVID. Uh, <laughs> But I I've saw a little bit of this. Okay. So full disclosure, I've seen everything else related to AB today in, in detail. This happened while I was taking my girls out for dinner tonight. Um, and so I have not really, I just got back, put them down and jumped on the show. So I honestly have not looked into this a ton. Trevor actually texted me. I know Scott was texting about it. everybody basically in the sports world texted me about it. So my phone was blowing up, but I was chilling with the girls. And so I, I saw some of this story, but yeah, I saw enough to know what Leo's talking about here. And you know, this story about it by itself, Matt, at this point, you know, if he hadn't been released already, it would probably be like, oh, man, this is a big deal. Like, this is probably, is it, are the Bucks going to release him just because of this? Right. But since there was already enough stuff, like, it didn't even have to come to this. But this just, to me, all this does, Matt, and I'll, I'll get your thoughts on it too, but to me, all this does is just, this guy is a liar. This guy is somebody who doesn't prioritize the team first. This guy will do anything that's self-serving and in the best interest of himself. Uh, and he'll put on the great act and he'll say all the right things in the pressers because his lawyers and, and, his, and his representatives have told him to. But at the end of the day, like this is who this guy is. And he's going to he's done these things every 
where he's been uh, and he's violated protocol and this, this is who he is. And so he's going to, at the end of the day, Antonio Brown is going to be self-serving above the team. And that's always going to be a problem with certain players. And then with, in the COVID era, it's absolutely going to be a problem eventually. Yeah, it just seems like AB is always playing the victim card. If you want to go all the way back to, you know, Pittsburgh and then Oakland slash Vegas and uh, then the Patriots, everyone's always out to get him. It's never the other way around, and he doesn't really take accountability mm-hmm. for anything. Um, to talk about this Daily Mail story, you know, you see stuff like that, and, you know, sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. Mm. This girl, I know she got famous because she licked the toilet. And, uh, you know, to prove whether or not she got COVID or something like that. Well, um, so is Leo was, saying she has it now? Is that what? No, she, she, she licked the, the toilet in the past uh, about it. The only thing, though, that I think gives yeah, but, a little credibility to the, the story is that the text that she has, AB was sending her, uh, like, voice messages. So you could hear him saying, like, hey, come over, come over. And it, that's, like, clearly his voice, unless someone she found someone to do an impersonation of it. So that's where it kind of leads me to believe. And his lawyer's bit. reaching out to her and was like, hey, yeah. And also, um, not that I was looking out for this type of stuff, but I've seen it has been sent to me in the past. Antonio Brown has been on someone else's OnlyFans before. You can go and look for it if you want to. That's all I'm going to say about Why did you never mention this on the – we could have done an emergency podcast before, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm not even sure if he was um, – oh, Brian Rutscher scored for the Penguins. Let's go. Um, oh, nice. I'm not even sure if he was on the Bucks at the time. But anyway, when the whole thing about like him wanting to make a big scene about everything and he told her, oh, just wait till you see what I do in the game, that's kind of always been AB's MO, not to just keep spelling here. But, you know, that's kind of always been what he's been about. So – it doesn't come surprising. It's almost like when someone makes an argument and then they're done and they're like, and another thing. And everyone's like, all right, shut up, shut up. Like we get your point. That's essentially what it was. You had everything that he tweeted and, and put on Instagram today. Then you had Bruce Arian's side of it. And then we were done. And then it's like, oh, and by the way, he snuck someone in for the Jets yeah. game. Like, all right, we've already seen everything else. So this is, so I see people in the chat saying she has COVID right now. I didn't know that part of it. Okay. I didn't so know that either. Yeah, I didn't know that part of it. So I, I don't know if that part's legit or whatever. But Robert, we appreciate the $5 super chat from Robert here. The nerve of anyone who thinks AB is an ounce of credibility. So glad he's gone. Yeah, man, this is like, again, when we would say this stuff before this happened, before this sideline blow up happened, y'all, like a lot of you probably they are in here would get after us, like saying we were haters and we wouldn't let it go and all this kind of stuff. But like, this is part of the job. Like part of the job is to assess this stuff. And, you know, stuff that we hear, we don't talk about everything that we hear on the pod. And we're not going to talk about every detail that we hear. But, yeah, there's definitely, like, a, a big part of this AB thing that's, like, I mean, it's not surprising at all, like, to me. Like, this is what you get when you signed him, you know, last year. Now, they won a Super Bowl. They kept it together long enough to win a Super Bowl. Yes. Mike Tomlin kept it together long enough. And I don't think AB's issues were as bad than early on, especially as they were later in his Steeler career. To, to get a lot to get one of the best receivers of all time for the majority of his career. So I mean like it's not like impossible for there to be good results from it too. It's important to note that they want a Super Bowl. Everybody's like, "Wow, this is what the Bucks get." Well, they also got a Super Bowl. So like, you know, and, again, yeah. morally we're not saying we agree with the decision. I'm just saying on the football field, which is where the Bucks saw his value, they were clearly right about that part of it. Now, if you want to say morally was it worth it? Trevor put up a meme today on uh on Twitter 
what did it cost? You know, that from the yeah, uh, end from game. The, yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, what did it cost? And it was like, you know, the Super Bowl, them celebrating. And then it was like, well, what did it cost? Meme. And, and that's what you have to weigh. Everybody's going to see that differently. Some people don't care at all about the moral side of it. They just are fans of the football. They want a Super Bowl. They don't care what happens this year, even if it derails things this season. The Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. You can't take that away. Those rings aren't coming off. So that's how some yeah. people see it. There's other John, layers to it. I'm, I'm glad you brought up that point because I think if you asked a lot of Bucks fans and you were like, okay, the AB thing is going to end badly. But before that, in the first season, the Bucks are going to win a Super Bowl. I think everyone would say, yeah, let's sign up for that. Because there's some people out there that are saying like, oh, this was such a mistake by the Bucks in the first place. Like, look what they're into now. Yeah. They won a Super Bowl. I know Bruce Aarons got asked the other day, like, do you regret signing Bruce? Uh, do, do you regret signing Antonio Brown? And in my head, I'm thinking, no. Why would you? You won a Super Bowl. And that Super Bowl ring, like, people are going to remember that years later. They're going to remember both. But you're going to think yeah. about the Super Bowl with very, very fond memories when in years from now, the A-B thing will just kind of, like, you'll just kind of laugh at it, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, we'll I see mean, yeah. eventually what the end game of, no pun intended, what the end game is to Anto the trial of Antonio Brown versus yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But in the meantime, right. everyone would take a Super Bowl. No, but question. I think Robert's got a great point here though. Like, I mean, last night was so absurd, just an absurd night to be on social media. Like some nights are just so ridiculous. I mean, you have AB released a statement. This dude broke two pages and you have people with like good common sense that just decide to abandon it, dude. And are just like, you know what? Like he tells a great story. Dude had three days to come up with this story. Like, what how about are we this too? Doing? John, how about this too? Bruce Arians came out today, and I know he was very vague the past couple days, but he went on Thursday, which media-wise is an off day for Bruce Arians because he normally yeah. doesn't speak to the media. And he said it to everyone's face, whether he rehearsed the lines beforehand or not, whatever. But he went out there and said, This is what happened from you know, discussions before the game to everything that happened in the game and inside the locker room to post game where Antonio Brown is just hiding behind his lawyer the whole time. You know, yeah. Antonio Brown made this statement through his lawyer. There's yeah. not a chance Antonio Brown actually said like any of that stuff. Just watch some of his, I'm not trying to really knock the guy down, but look at some of his cameos that he's been doing. And it's like, I don't, really see Antonio Brown making my mind, man. that like, type of statement. And yeah, he has no credibility. He accuses everyone and everything. And let's every not time. forget, if you want to talk this about the, three other times, we could, we, could pick, we could pick apart so many different areas of this, and we will. But just take the Alex Guerrero situation alone of, hey, man, you owe me money. And Alex Guerrero is like, yeah, I'll give you back the money. This I'm comes glad. from a month ago. When a chef was asking Antonio Brown, hey, you owe me money. And he's like, hell no, I'm not yeah. giving you that money. So, like, why all of a sudden are people like, oh, his ankle are really might have been hurting him. Like, yeah, yeah. now's the time like, we're going to believe this him. Dude, what? literally, like, we just found out that he lied about a vaccine card. Like, we yeah. just found that out. That wasn't a long time ago. Like, oh, maybe he's changed. <laughs> we just found it out. And then y'all are, like, believing the first story that he puts out there. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't even believe it. People were like. You know what? He's got a great point here. Maybe this is legit. Maybe everything he's saying is how it went down. Like, I mean, it's just absurd. But you know what? I'm glad that he put the text messages out there because it they showed proved nothing. Yes, they exactly. Proved nothing. It showed beyond a shadow of a doubt, Matt, that he lives in a world of delusion. That's what it showed. He lives in a world of delusion where he believes everyone in that world is out to get him. And he believed that in Pittsburgh. 
And that's what the situation with Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin, who'd always been in his corner, who'd literally helped him grow up in the NFL and everything. And he, now he's doing it with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. Then he comes back and says, oh, Tom's, you know, I, Tom's always stood by me. You just, you just memed him as one of the bad yeah. guys at home alone. Like, you don't, you don't, you're not boys with Tom Brady anymore. Like, and not even it's not Pesci. how it is. You, you don't get to like Joe decide Pesci that character. now. Like, is I mean, again, it's just like his world and his world, the Alex Guerrero incident is on Alex Guerrero and everybody else's world that sees it. Even a lot of people are like, you know what? I, I'd, I'm going to listen to what Antonio Brown has to say here. Even those people, like they even were like, oh, okay, well, this Alex Guerrero seems like he's being super nice and professional. You're like, yeah. Well, what is this? Like customer, customer service of TV 12. Yeah, it just like you know? reveals, yeah, it just reveals like that Antonio Brown is just on. I mean, he thinks the Bruce Arians thing makes his point in his world it feels that way. Like it feels like Bruce Arians was out to get him in that situation to him, but it's just not reality. Like that's just not what's happening. And so it's hard. These communication breakdowns happen in my opinion, Matt, because it's hard for other people to step into his world and say, what are like, they don't understand what he's doing because he's going crazy about stuff that they, that never even happened. Like, but in his mind, like that's, he thinks it's oppression against him. Like he thinks the situation with them not guaranteeing. And I know that's where it started. As soon as I heard that, I was like, Oh, this makes so much more sense now. Like as soon as I heard, they're not going to guarantee his incentives. Cause he knew it was going to be hard to get some of his incentives because he missed so much time due to injury. And then suspension, which by the way, a lot of Bucks fans let him off the hook for the suspension, despite the fact he could have been out there for that Saints game, helping they were, all not they lose nine nothing. They were mad at yeah, exactly. But we they didn't were get mad, mad about Rick that. Stroud for reporting a story that ended up being true. So I, you know, <laughs> you know, it just I, I, you move through the saga and you're just like, okay, so he realized he wasn't getting these incentives. He wanted those incentives. I don't know if he's in money trouble. I've seen people suggest. I don't know about that. I know the situation with the chef or whatever. But he gets comes off the suspension and he knows what the situation is going to be. Okay. And now he's like, can you all guarantee these incentives? And like, now we're not going to do that. Like, we're already like keeping you on the roster. That's enough. Like, y'all screwed us over. We're not giving you these money, this money. Like, we're not guaranteeing your incentives. Yeah, the, it's too many incentives. I mean, the Bucks like, don't owe him anything. After no, the they don't owe him that at so, all. Like, <laughs> if anything, Bruce Aarons deserves credit for, you know, taking a lot of heat for holding on to him because, you know, whether you agree with it or not, a lot of people were not were unhappy with Bruce Arians for the fact that he decided to keep Antonio Brown despite everything that he said last year about you know uh, that uh, he, he he there's no tolerance and everything like that. And I kind of I, I like that Bruce Arians just like yeah I don't give a damn what anyone thinks because you know what good for you for speaking the truth I, I'm all for that. But how about the fact too that Tom Brady lets him stay at his house. Gets him this is the second time too that he's gotten him to a team. He's gotten him employment after yeah. there's been a lot of scandals and struggle. Like he got him You're to right. New England, had a really good first game in the one game he played, and then yeah. got him to the Bucs and won him a Super Bowl. So yeah. and, and he always and talks about being grateful yeah. and gratitude and putting the hand in the pile. And then everything he's done after that is just, you know, com- the complete opposite. And I, I can't take credit for this either, but the, a lot of people on Twitter, they've been posting out the timeline it's like once chris godwin got hurt with the torn acl and mike obviously was dealing with his hamstring injuries when it became very apparent that the bucks needed antonio brown in a much bigger way than they had this Mm -hmm. season that's when like the old i'm putting quotations here the old ab came out and um you know exactly what brian shaw is saying here ab tried to take him brian we appreciate the five dollar super chat a lot 
AB Auburn. tried to take advantage of the Bucs when Godwin went down, tried to get his incentives guaranteed. They said no, and he acts up. That's exactly right. He realized there wasn't going to be enough time for him to hit a lot of those incentives, at least all of them, to get all that money. It, I mean, he could have hit it maybe in last week of the season. We just would have seen how it went. Then he got 15 targets against Carolina, and he thought, okay, maybe. Like, and Evans was still banged up, and he was going to be on a snap count, pitch count. And that's, I think, maybe he was, all right, I'm going to give it a go. I think that was why he wanted to give it a go against the Jets, even though he wasn't 100%. And so he gets out there, he gets five targets in the first half, which is fine, by the way, which is not a big deal. He should have just kept playing. He might have gotten there the way that Jets secondary. Cyril Grayson got 81, and I think almost all <laughs> of it was in the second half. So he could have popped off. But anyway, he he starts going ballistic, and he thinks they're out to get him. He thinks that no, Tom's not throwing the ball on purpose, and not as much as Gronk. I guess he had one less target than Gronk in the first half. So whatever. I, you know, I don't know if he's not calculating those <laughs> correctly in his yeah. head or whatever. But I, he's flipping out halftime. Arian says they all calmed up. The, the players calmed him down at halftime. Players took care of that. He said didn't sound like coaches were involved much at halftime or Arians was involved at all. It sounded like the first time Arians was involved, sounded like from what Arians was saying, was on the sideline after he saw ab wave off the position coach or the coach i'm assuming it was kevin garver i don't know who it was but whatever coach was telling that personnel group to get in and ab was like no i'm not going in and that's when arians was like what the heck like and then ab was like no i'm not going in nobody's throwing me the ball and it's just like get out of here now i buy that story completely because it matches up exactly with the incentive situation that chef is reporting like the fact that he was uh, upset about the incentives uh, what they were at, want them to guarantee the incentives. They wouldn't guarantee the incentives. So he thought, okay, I'm going to have to go crazy to hit these incentives. He realized that that might not be happening for him, that that might not have happened for him. Then he flips out, like makes complete sense, makes absolutely no sense at all. It has never made any sense that the Bucks, who are in complete, like, preserve everybody for the playoffs mode. We're already a top four seed. We won it as a wild card last year on the road the whole time. We don't care at all. Like, what seed they are? Yeah, they want to be the two seed. They do not care. Like they want to get in the playoffs and they want to be fully healthy. Yeah, they are not good with Chris Godwin down for the season. People think they're going to risk Antonio Brown's health when they're like have Mike Evans on a pitch count, even though he looked completely fine in the game and he looks and he's completely fine in practice now. They had him on a pitch count. They're they have Shaq Barrett out right now just because they want to keep him 100 for the playoffs. Same with Jason Pierre-Paul. That's what they're doing with people. Leonard Fournette could play this week if it were regular season. He's not playing because they want him 110 for the playoffs. Like. That's the whole right. thing. And now they're yeah. not going to do this with their number two wide receiver with a head coach who has always valued that position among every other position in the field. Like that doesn't make any sense at all, Matt. It's totally nonsensical. Yeah, exactly, John. It's like, would you rather the Bucks have the four seed, but you're guaranteed you're going to have Antonio Brown there, you're going to have Shaq Barrett and Leonard Fournette in the lineup too. Or would you rather have the two seed knowing you're not going to have Antonio Brown at all? I think, again, most Bucks fans would probably say, give us as healthy as you can possibly get, obviously still without Chris Godwin, and you'd still be able to, uh, you know, make a run in, in the playoffs and potentially go back to the Super Bowl. I want to give a shout out. I don't know if you saw it, John, but we got a $5 super chat from Stank Bastard from the Loose Cannons. Oh, we got Stank um, in there? Oh, yeah, I'm going yeah, to order he, here, he said hi, fellas. I just want to give a shout out to Stank. He's the only guy in the Loose Cannons that I haven't met yet, and uh, I very much looking, look forward to meeting you uh, at some point down the road. So uh, thanks for that super chat. The other part that I wanted I will, to, I, uh, I saw it up there before. It was in the I'll middle of. Um, I'll find it. Yeah, We're, we have a lot. I want to get right. into an order. I don't. Want anyway, to I, I've been looking at just you know everything from yesterday, everything this morning because it just it feels like there's going to be because there's already lawyers involved and there's already it seems like we're going down to a, a you know an eventual lawsuit or something. I'm I'm looking at every single case like you know. Okay, if this side is saying this, like, how am I going to discredit this? Uh, 
Fun fact, in yeah. high school, I was a two-time Law Day champion, so I, I know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> this is in like, reality, this is, like, I, this is like when Scott says he was a Pop Warner D-line coach. <laughs> in reality, one of the teams I went on, they did most of the work, and I just rode the coattails all the way. But anyway, I'll explain that for another time. No one really cares about that. But when I'm looking at certain stuff, like let's just start with the, the uh, oh, I'm, I'm not getting the ball enough. That's one of Antonio Brown's uh, claims and, and everything like that. Yeah. One, that's just not true. But here's why it's not true. You look at the Carolina game. He came back after not playing two months and had 15 targets. and that's had more than 10 anybody except catches. that one Godwin game, right? Yeah, for 101 yards, okay? So let's not act like he's not getting the ball. Now he's unhappy that he wasn't getting the ball in the Jets game. As you pointed out, you tweeted out, you talked about it on this podcast, that he had the second most targets on the team at halftime before his outburst. That is nothing other than in his head and just pure, unadulterated selfishness. That's mm-hmm. absolute selfishness. So if you put that in court right there, the Bucks could discredit that, you know, in a half a second. You want to go to the ankle thing. You can't say that you're playing on this, you know, this ankle with torn ligaments that are pulled and, you know, everything mm-hmm. that his lawyer was saying. One, Antonio Brown left the game in these fancy-ass shoes that if he had an ankle which – I imagine would be swollen if it's sprained or shattered or fractured or whatever he's saying. He wouldn't be able to fit in those damn shoes he was wearing when he was waiting for the, for the the Uber ride um, after the game. He's not in a walking boot or anything as Scott Reynolds pointed out in in our group. Good point about those shoes. Those look tight. Yeah. And if the bucks put out that statement, they said, we asked for, you know, any medical records to look at and he can't provide them. So where are you getting this information from? Not to They're mention, still on the team. Like he looked pretty good making that catch down the field. Where if he if he didn't slip and fall, he probably would have broke that for a touchdown. But then yeah. that didn't have to do anything with his ankle injury. And then of course the most damning evidence is Pranson doing the damn lumbata in the end zone as he's hyping up the crowd and everything like that. That does not help your case. And this is all like evidence. It's all photo, video, whatever you want to say. Fans have it. We've seen it all over the place. How nah, could you look someone in the was face? Pretty believable, Matt. That, that How could you look said. someone in the face and be like, "Yeah, my ankle," you know? If it was a kicker and he missed and he starts pulling his hamstring, like that would have been a more believable yeah. story than what Antonio Brown. I, I get with. that it's different firing off the line. I, I get that, but like at the same time, he did that. Like I thought the funniest thing was his lawyer tweeted like a seven tweet thread, and one of the tweets was like Antonio couldn't do his trademark moves and maneuverability or whatever without with the current ankle injury that he had suffered. And I just wanted to like quote tweet that with a clip of AB, like making that Jets DB fall down in front of the sickest yeah. routes of the year by any player. And I was just like, dude, was. Was he awesome. literally stops on a dime on that play. And I'm not saying he's not hurt. Like I'm sure he is. I'm just saying it was not apparent from watching him. I watched every single snap. It was the first thing Paul and I did I was like, all right, let's watch him and let's see, you know, body language, all that thing. And there was nothing from the all 22. I didn't see anything that was a concern at all, but you know, he looked great when he was out on the field. So again, it's crazy, but Matt, you mentioned the case and I have to bring up, that made me think of our friends over at Celsius. Obviously Celsius powers active lives every day with essential functional energy. The best energy drink out there folks is the peach vibe right here. Um, Essential energy accelerates metabolism, burns body fat. There's no sugar in Celsius. If you're looking for an energy drink, that'll give you the boost you need without the drop off, without the letdown of other energy drinks. Celsius is the one for you, and there's tons of great flavors too. You can check them all. You can go to Celsius.com. You click on the banner ads at pewterreport.com as well. You can go to Celsius.com. You can use the store locator and find out where they are near you, 
or do the Amazon subscribe and save option and get Celsius coming to your home with regularity. If you're a Celsius drinker in the chat, drop your favorite flavor for people if you would. Just people who are hearing about it maybe for the first time, like, oh, I don't know what flavors to find. Drop some flavors in the chat if you wouldn't mind and just let people know some of your favorites. I am very partial to the peach vibe right now, but there are a lot of good flavors that I know some people in the chat. So check out the chat um, for suggestions from some of our faithful listeners who I know have some good input on this. All right, Matt, uh, let's get, we got lots of super chats and I want to make sure we get to all of them. Leo says $5 super chat. Leo, your clutch man. Second super chat of the day. What a clutch. Thank you, Leo. What a clutch dude Leo is. AB posting that pick of Brady and Arians as villains and crooks made me furious. Brady took him under his wing and into his home. I mean, this was, this is like the same situation everywhere he's been, right? Like every stop that he's had, there's been, he burns whatever place he comes coming out, going out of there. So, I mean, this is what he does. I agree with you, Leo. Like, it's totally absurd. Um, I mean, Brady's not going to say anything. You know, I wish somebody in today's media availability would have just straight up <laughs> they, asked they him. They need like, to make another episode of uh, The Man in the Arena just on this, just to get Tom Brady's true, true thoughts about it. Because he's got the oh, podcast, would, too. But, he, you know, he's yeah. he's not going to say anything maybe when, that, reti- but, when he retires he'll just talk yeah maybe <laughs> i i don't think he's gonna be thanking ab in his hall of fame speech i'll, I'll yeah. tell you that oh. but at least uh just one he last might. thing too is um the fact that you know ab puts out the statement he's like don't get me wrong i love my teammates and this and then you put this picture of tom brady the ultimate teammate and and again you didn't yeah. even put him as joe pesci so <laughs> right <laughs> unbelievable there's never uh, been a bad joe pesci movie i'm just <laughs> There's never been a bad Joe Pesci movie. Good Goodfellas, Home Alone. The yeah. list goes on. That's My cousin point. Vinny. There you go. You know all of them. Wow. Sorry. You sorry. Uh, meme you on. <laughs> please proceed. Hezo says five dollars super chat. We appreciate this. Hezo, John, will the Schofield and uh, I think he's saying Atwall um, podcast be rescheduled soon? Was looking forward to all you guys giving your analysis of the offense going forward. Yes, and I apologize. I should have led with this to anybody who was looking for that podcast tonight. We were supposed to go. I said yesterday we were going to go eight thirty. Mark Schofield, Paul Atwell, and myself, we're going to break down what the Bucks' offense should look like moving forward. That podcast, because of the A-B stuff and because Mark had something come up on his schedule, has been rescheduled for next Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. So next Thursday night, so Monday, so Sunday we'll do our, our game day show and everything for the Bucks panthers game. We'll do our post-game podcast Sunday night. Monday during the uh, 4 p.m., Scott and I will give more thoughts on that game and the Bucks looking forward. Wednesday, we will preview the upcoming uh, Bucks, whoever they're playing in the playoffs, if it's the Eagles, whatever it is. We'll preview that game in depth on Wednesday show. And then Thursday night will be the show. Mark Schofield, Paul Atwell, if you don't know him, X's and O's genius. They've studied Bruce Aaron's genius. offenses, playbooks. Mark has watched Brady for years. You were literally not going to find better people to talk about this situation, the Bucks offense and Tom Brady and how all these pieces work moving forward anywhere outside of the Bucks coaching staff. You're not going to find them. So, and we're going to have them on this show. And I am amped for it because I think we're going to get the best picture and we're going to get it right as they go into their next playoff game. So, or their first playoff game. So I'm extremely excited about that. And we'll have a little better idea too, watching this week about which wide receivers they're, they're kind of expecting to step up because now that we know the lay of the land um, for the first time here, what it's going to look like post AB. So uh, yes, he's a, that podcast will be coming and we appreciate uh, I'm very chat. excited to watch it. I mean, you guys are three just, you know, fantastic at what at what you do, and it's going to be so much fun. So I'm really I looking appreciate forward it. to that for next week. I appreciate it. Those guys, man, they know – they've, like, studied the playbook. They know so much stuff. So um, it's it's going to be really cool. Um, uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, waiting through here, trying to look through uh, some of the comments. Um, 
yeah, I lost his gratitude quick. I see somebody saying, yeah, I mean, that's for sure. No question about it. Here's Stank. I appreciate yeah, Stank had, with yeah, the $5 yeah, super chat. Hi, fellas. Stank, you get some shout-outs in the chat, of course. I know y'all been appreciate fighting it. that fight. See y'all out there on those Twitter streets, Stank. See y'all out there. I know you're fighting that fight. Uh, people asking about, will AB go to anywhere else to play? Um, you, you know, I don't really think so right now. I mean, he's not going to get claimed on waivers. He said he needed surgery. Well, right? I mean, so like it, that's it, well, exactly. And that's where he screws himself. Well, he screws himself and he helps himself. If he actually gets surgery and there's a legit issue with his ankle. Then, sure, uh, you know, that helps his case in terms of like, oh, yeah, like I legit had an ankle issue. But if he says all of this stuff and he's like, oh, you know what? My ankle all of a sudden. It's fine. And then he goes out and, and plays for a team. Like, yeah, I mean, you've already lost all credibility. I don't know if you could lose any more possibly, but obviously public opinion. I think even some people that loyally follow AB no matter where he goes, I think even some of them, you got to you gotta yeah. doubt him at that point. I am right. curious, though. I don't even think it'll happen necessarily like next year. but And I understand he'll be like 35 at this point in two seasons from now. But I could still see – I know people have mentioned like Kansas City, Green Bay. I would never rule out Jerry Jones, man. I could see a situation where the Cowboys need some help. And, hey, Antonio Brown's available and it's a playoff run. We're talking like way down the road. But I'm not – Next year I wouldn't put it. I, no, I'm saying like maybe not even next year, but in two seasons from now. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying I wouldn't put it at 100%. Antonio Brown's career is yeah. totally done in the NFL. Probably like 85%, but I'm just saying it's not 100%. Yeah. I can't see it just because you can't trust him. You never know if he's going to record a conversation between you and a coach or between you and another player or, you know, call out one of your best yeah. players and drop private messages on social media and get one of your best players in trouble out of the blue or get one of your coaches in trouble or like, you know, try like you just can't trust him. And in an NFL, whether it's right or wrong, you know, whatever you think about it. They'll let stuff that's off the field go. But when you're in the locker room and they can't trust you, when you're a part of the team and they can't trust you in that function, in that setting, and your problems go beyond off the field issues, that's when I think that it becomes really hard. So I, I seriously doubt it, but I know you and Paul think there's a chance. Scott and I think there's no chance. We'll see what happens. I don't know. It won't be this season, though. He's got talent. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce uh, Ray here thinks Bruce is lying because he wore big sunglasses. This is hilarious to me because Barrians wear sunglasses All every single every single one, right? I don't think he's ever. Well, that, they're outside. They're yeah. outside. I don't know if people realize that, but they're outside. Yeah, when they, they are. Outside. They, yeah, yeah maybe not on Monday. Know that. That, that's right. a fair assessment. They are outside when they do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So. He's outside. Yeah, when he does. Yeah. This. Um, not and Monday. let's not forget, there's that historic picture. It was during uh, the Super Bowl week last year when he's got those uh, those shades with they got like the orange reflection, and he's right. like chilling. Kind of lean back, oh, yeah. and yeah, he's always he's got wearing sunglasses. It's got the Super Bowl LV logos in the back. Right. That's a all-time picture. So. I just thought, that yeah, was he's always rocking. But it's funny. I actually went on the radio today in Cleveland and asked to talk about it, and they mentioned sunglasses at the beginning too. They didn't mention <laughs> it like our boy here is in the chat, but yeah. uh, they mentioned it kind of like offhand, and I was like, I didn't even like. He always wears sunglasses, and I realized the people who don't watch and just tuned in for this episode maybe don't know that. And uh, yeah, so. Anyway, interesting observation there. But, um, yeah, let's go. Shaggy here for $5 Super Chat. AB had a chance to be a hero. Showed us he's not made that way yet. Definitely not made that way. He's been given every single opportunity. I mean, I I firmly believe in second chances. And if you show contrition, I could probably, you know, even give you a third chance. But, I mean, this was the perfect ideal opportunity after everything that happened again in Pittsburgh, in Oakland. 
everything at, well, the brief time he was at New England. This is the perfect chance. He could have righted the wrong as much as he possibly could with the fact that they won the Super Bowl and winning cures a lot of things, whether people agree with it or not. Mm -hmm. But people will look away when they see that Super Bowl. He had it right in front of him. He had a chance to, with Chris Godwin down, to, I don't want to say be a savior, but be a. I mean, he could have he could have created a real market for himself. Yeah. Yeah. He could have created a huge market for himself. He could have got paid. And um, maybe he hates money. I know he raps about he's got a whole lot of money, but maybe he hates money. He's throwing away incentive, future <laughs> contracts, threw away everything with the Raiders. I the think incentives thing money. is my favorite part. I think, though, I have a theory. He, not a theory, but he's got to be close to earning back that incentives just by all the cameos that he's doing. Like every day, I see like 15 cameos. New Maybe cameo. if he got booted, he thought, I won't have to train or go to practice so I can just do cameos and get these incentives in my own way. I don't know if yeah. you saw the best was like, a, it was like a real estate agent and he's like, He's like, hey, shout out to like this guy that's the real estate agent. Like, he won't quit on you. He won't quit in the second half. And he's like reading this out loud, where it's like clearly this guy is trolling him and everything like that. But hey, if you pay for it, go for it. Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's get to something. We got a uh, Leo here. Did AB forget that there's an extra game? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Classic. When's the last time you played a full season? Like so maybe years? it's the incentives he's trying to get that he may he he didn't realize he could get him if there was an extra game. I don't know. I mean, I don't think he forgot now. I think he knows his well, I don't I don't I think he knows his schedule. Yeah, I think I feel safe saying that. Yeah. But, um, you know, he was if he was looking for some extra money, Matt, there's there's the wild part is there's some much simpler things he could have done. He could have just gone over to underdog fantasy where you can use the promo code pewter P-E-W-T-E-R, and he could have taken care of it right away for him. Like this could have been something that he puts over under on player prop bet uh, and their stat line and gets his money uh, double. He gets, first of all, he gets his first deposit doubled up to a hundred dollars. So if he puts in yep. money, then if he gets right on a player over under stat line, which he, you know, could have bet on Gronk being over since he thinks Gronk is all the targets. <laughs> yeah. He's given himself some better, great money that way. Bet on. Right. And you all can get in there as well and do this underdog fantasy. I love it. Uh, I totally love this site. I love the app. I love the interface, all of it. You can double your first deposit when you sign up. Use the promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R. You can get in a bunch of tournament play, get in best ball leagues, playoff coming up. You can bet on those games. You can get uh, put money on player over under player stat lines as well, uh, whether they're going to finish touchdowns, receptions, all that. You can put parlays together and uh, do a pick five and win 20 times the amount of money that you put in if you hit a pick five on player stat lines. There's so many fun games to play. It's really good stuff. Make sure you check it out. Uh, Underdog Fantasy, uh, really uh, enjoy that website. Enjoy the layout that they have there. It's really, really good stuff. All right, let's keep rolling here. Um, let's see what we got. Uh, okay, Chris says, uh, appreciate the $5 uh, super chat from Chris. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills reading the AB discourse on Twitter. Thank you guys for being rational. And yeah, this is a hard part. Twitter's such a bad forum to like have these discussions yeah. that most of the time I just forego it and just be able to speak on here freely. And if you disagree, you disagree. And if you agree, you agree. But I do think there's some good things about what Bruce Arians and Tom Brady have said. We're ultimately like, I don't know. You know, I'm not saying what they, I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying, I don't know how they are living in these situations. I'm just saying what they said about continuing to care for him and being careful about how you, you know, speak about him and everything like that and not knowing like what kind of battles he's up against. You know, I mean, people are 
up against those things are legit. And so even though this situation, you know, we're amazed at the ridiculousness of this situation, you know, deep down, I think there is this, okay, like I hope that whatever's going on with this guy, like that eventually actually gets better. You know, uh, his situation, his personal life actually does get better. It's been several years now and it doesn't feel like it has. And so it's concerning for sure. Um, there's a lot of self-destructive behavior that's happening here. And so um, we'll, yeah, we'll just, you hope that that comes about, but it's hard to communicate that and communicate, you know, the fact that, I think he's just completely with this story. I think he's just completely off the mark and um, on Twitter without seeming like one, you know, 200 and whatever it is characters. So yeah, that's why a lot of time we just save a lot of that stuff um, for the show because it's easier um, to, to communicate some of that stuff here. Yeah. Um, and so and I don't um, like, I don't have any ill will towards Antonio Brown. Like I, I hope he gets better. And if he wants help, I hope he gets that help he needs. It's just when he comes out accusing his coaches and his teammates when there's like pretty clear evidence, like he makes a full statement of they made me play with uh, they made me play through an ankle injury. And then you hear like other reports and other videos of everyone else saying, Oh, well he was just mad about not getting the number of targets when again, he's getting a ton of targets. It's just, you know, it's really tough to, to believe a lot of the stuff that he's saying. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, 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 uh, it honestly, like it's, it's hard to, again, the credibility factor. There's this idea that we're not going to know every single specific detail that unless somebody comes out with video audio of a whole thing on the sideline, we're not going to know every single detail. And we're not going to sit up and say Arians has never said something he shouldn't say or anything like that before. But you just generally go in knowing you're not going to know every single detail. And you're like, okay, well, like what's the track record here? And you know, one yeah. is terrific and one is not. And so that it makes it hard to feel like right away you're not going in with some skepticism, even outside all the holes. Um, that we've talked about um, uh, so far on this show. Um, yeah, let's and uh, even like the even like the throat slash thing. You now Bruce Aaron said today, like, is this a throat slash? When he pretty he much like just pointed. pointed, like, "You're out of here, buddy. Get out of here." Um, the throat I don't know slash if, thing. If, if, if I'm not yeah, gonna he's lie. like, "That's I just, a throat slash." Throat I just cannot even in my mind picture Bruce Arians doing a throat slash judge. Like, can you even picture such a th like? It's just. The idea when I read, I was like, what in the world? Like, I just so weird. Like, who would even communicate in that way? Like, it, it was just very strange. I can't right. uh, envision that. There's all these cameras and everything. And NFL, like, the NFL has so many cameras. Like, no one picked that up. They did throat slash. Uh, if anyone listened to the audio version the other day, I started it with uh, that dodgeball scene when Dwight Goodman's like, you're out the floor. So, uh. If you haven't listened to that yet, just, that's uh, great. A little that's awesome. I don't even hear the audio then, versions. Usually. And then it goes into the music. So uh, definitely watch on YouTube. But uh, every now and then I drop a little Easter, egg, not Easter eggs, but little hints and, you know, yeah. stuff to the topics. And so make no, sure you, you do. The audio versions are funny because you're always like, oh, I did this or something. Yeah. yeah. And I don't usually hear the audio because we just do this. and I move Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't. That's pretty funny. You. Um, Norman says, five, Norman, we appreciate the $5 super chat. Y'all been great with the super chats, keeping us going here with these. Thank you um, so much, everyone. Yeah, this is great. Uh, the Buccaneers needed this. The team will come together in the playoffs. This is the interesting part, Norman, is, and this was kind of where I was at last night. If there was some truth to what AB was saying in terms of the way Bruce Arians handles injuries, which we have seen no evidence of, by the way, in the time that we've covered the team. In fact, I wrote a thread on Twitter, talked about on the radio today, like the exact opposite, if anything, has been true with Bruce Arians in, in the time that we've known the, the situations with him. Like 
he's actually big into sports science and basically listens to everything doctors tell him to the point where he didn't even like know what some injuries were. Like he just literally like totally trust the doctors. Like what they remember AB said, he's like, it was something to do with the heel. Like early in yeah. the year when AB first got hit, he wasn't even sure. Like it didn't even matter what the doctors told him. He's just like, all right, sounds good. Like if you tell me he doesn't, we don't have him this week. We don't have him. We get the next guy up. Like that's kind of always been his MO. Like there's never been, I've never heard anybody say anything. Bruce Aaron's just coached for a minute. Like, We've never heard anything like this. And the first guy to bring it to the table is the least reliable dude in the NFL. That's just yeah. that just right away is a big question mark. But what I said at the time, I think I said it in a comment to somebody on Twitter um, last night, but it was like, if there's truth to this, A.B. won't have been the only one. Bruce Arians has coached for a long time. If A.B.'s the only person that's ever had an issue like this with Bruce Arians, then A.B.'s probably lying because at this point in time, he already doesn't have any credibility. That's his own fault. And now we're looking, okay, what are people going to say about you? Because your reputation is everything, right? And if Bruce Arians had done things like this where people didn't know behind closed doors, I think we would have heard players today talk about former players talk about it. Instead, I mean, he's been known as a player's coach and very popular, but we've never heard anybody say anything negative about Bruce Arians other than A.B. the first time around and now this time around, along with every other coach that he's ever played under, you know, A.B. has done this with. Uh, Yeah, and and Bruce Arians is only in his – it's crazy to think, but he's only in his third year with – with the Bucks, you know, so it's right. like it's, even the the players that have been with him in Tampa Bay don't like haven't even built up a, a ton of to be like oh I know like you've built up enough over two years where you can trust a guy and you build that relationship. But if someone yeah. was unhappy or if Bruce Arians started forcing people to play two seasons ago or, or last year, I don't think yeah. you know someone else would be we like would oh, yeah something. you know I had a situation yeah. like that. I mean but the Bucks have been the. I think the both of the last two years, not this year, but again, everybody's been pretty banged up this year, but both of the last two years, the Bucs have been, I think the number one team in the league in terms of the least amount of games lost due to injury. Um, So that, so again, they're taking good care of players' bodies. The sports science thing works. That's something that's been proven. You're not going to get that every single year, but this year they've had more injuries for sure. But even then, I mean, Chris Godwin's the only one that's been a truly, really serious injury. Everybody else came back. Nobody else needed like surgery like this. You know, this is, you know, these are just bumps and they, what they've taken a lot, like Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting probably could have come back sooner. He wanted to make sure they were hundred yeah. percent. He wanted to make sure Bradley Pinion was hundred percent. Talk to him. Like that was a priority. Mike Evans coming back on a pitch count. If he wants to come back, held him out a week. Like those are all things. If Evans had gotten hurt in the saints game and the super bowl was the next game, he wasn't going to sit like, he just wasn't folks. Like that injury was not <laughs> serious. They sat him out against the Panthers. They wanted him to be a hundred or against the Panthers the first time. They wanted him to be 100% moving forward for the last two games of the year if he could play, or at least for the playoffs. They wanted to be sure and safe. That is how they've treated everything. Even outside of a normal situation, this year in this situation, that's how they've treated everything. So as Norman says this, this is one of the first things that come to my mind, Matt, was just thinking about, okay, if there's some truth to this, we're going to see former players eventually say something about Bruce Arians and call him out. And I'm not talking about any former player. I'm talking about reputable former players. Like We're going to see people like say stuff here and tell story tell their stories and then we'll see if that happens or we're going to see like some current player offer a version of the story here that doesn't match up with bruce arians and you know have a he's back and ab has friends on the team like leonard fournette is a is a close friend and, tra- and trains with ab like Le'Veon bell is one of his best friends like, yeah. there's guys on the team that are really close to them i might imagine mike edwards some of the is DBs. pretty tight yeah. with him yeah they're tight with him so you know this is not that like that joke that was mean no that was that's that's mean true, i'm though. sorry about that no, they, they yeah, are. They are. are Bunting, Central Michigan. There you go. Yeah, they are actually boys. And so I say all that to say that this situation, we're going to find out, Norman. Like, if it becomes a problem in the locker room, we'll probably hear about it a few days from now or a couple weeks from now or after the season or whatever. 
that like some players in the team were like, wow, we hate the way the ABC situation was handled. He could help us win a Super Bowl. And I'm not saying those players would even be right and Arians would be wrong if that happened. I'm yeah. saying that is the potential. That's separate from what I was saying, but the other point I was making. I'm saying that could happen and Barrett Bruce Arians still could have been 100% right how he handled the situation. And some players in the locker room who are friends with Antonio Brown may just choose not to see it that way. They may just choose to have their boys back and be upset about it without trying to see Bruce Arians' side of things or the team's side of things at all. That may just be how they choose to say it. And that is because their prerogative. I think they'd be wrong in that situation, but that would fracture the locker room. And so it's going to go one yeah. or two ways, Norman. The two team will either totally come together or there will be these small fractures. I don't think it'll be across the locker room. Like guys like Evans and Golston and Sue and Brady, yeah. those guys all get it. You don't have to worry about those guys. I'm not saying you have to worry about anybody, but some of the young DBs that are that are friends with with uh, with um, AB, AB, I think, um, and and Bell, Fournette. So you know, Bell could be gone here in a couple of weeks. Anyway. But Bell, Fournette, you know, those are kind of guys that that are really close with them. That I think I could see seeing it his way and, and feeling some type of way about it. And and who knows? Maybe somebody says something or comments on social media. I don't know, but we'll find out if we if we don't see any of that, we'll know the team. You know, it's probably come together, especially if they're playing well. Um, if not, then yeah, we may have something, or maybe right. somebody has a problem like Leonard and he doesn't say anything about it. And so we'll just have to see. We'll we'll see how the whole thing plays out. But it's an Man, interesting super chat. Anyway. I wish we're not gonna get it, but I wish we would have got a chance to speak to Mike Evans this week just to hear his side of because you know he was like him and OJ Howard and the kicker were like yeah, the only guys around. Everyone saw the video of Mike trying to, you know, calm him down. I would love to get Mike's you know, rendition of it, recollection of it, but you know, it's, it's not going to happen. They're not, they're not going to put him up on the podium right after all of this. Right. Right. Yeah. No question about it. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's getting, yeah, it's, it's getting to the situation. I think where you've got to probably think about, um, you've got to think like about eventually they got to move on. They have, they're yeah. playing Carolina this week again. Right. It feels like they're not, but they're playing against Carolina. Right. Exactly. It, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you've got to kind of, at this point in time, you've got to um, make sure it's a priority. You can move forward together as a team. Joey says, John and Mac, can you confirm whether or not Gio's amazing mustache has returned? That's what JC said today. He was down at practice. He said, he said that the mustache was back. I mean, you're a mustache guy, Matt. What are your thoughts on this? If it's back, what's I would love to, for him to, to have it back. I, everyone loved it when he had the mustache. Why not? He had a pretty good. Didn't he have a pretty good season when he had the mustache? I mean, well, he didn't have a mustache for this season, and it's been you know a little pedestrian before he got hurt. So why not playoff mustache? There you go, playoff mustache. Yeah, they do it in hockey all the time. Lightning have won two in a row. Bucks are looking to win two in a row. Playoff mustache. Come on, Gio. You heard it here first. Scrolling for the next super chat. I know it's down here. I don't want to miss it. Here we go. Uh, Mopar. OnlyFans model, he slept with the night before the game, just released some texts of him saying, watch what he's going to do tomorrow. Was even texting her during his little exit. Yeah, yeah, this that's, is that's what we be, spoke about a little bit yeah. earlier. Right, and we the, appreciate the, the $10 super chat here, Mopar. Mopar. But this is interesting because he says, what am I going to do tomorrow? It, it could be talking about the game. Like, you could be saying, I'm going to go off in the game. I, I, You know, there's a million different things. Like, it, it doesn't mean he was planning this or not. I don't know. I'm just saying it. It doesn't, but you're right, Mopar. It's going to, you know, definitely be something that uh, people consider um, here, but uh, in, in this whole situation for sure. Um, and so let's see here. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've kind of covered it with the with the AB stuff. Like, I'm trying to think of any angles that we haven't 
uh, covered here or whatever with this story. But um, yeah, I, I think that we've kind of talked about the whole thing. And now it's just about talking about how this team's going to move forward, Matt. I think that's the big question. You've seen other players trying to step up against this competition. The Panthers are probably going to be without their top five corners um, coming in next week uh, or Sunday. And so Stephon Gilmore on the COVID list today. So I you know, doubt that right. he's going to play in that game. And so, yeah, I think you could probably get by without really trying in this game. I mean, you said that against Well, you know, too, John, but... it's really interesting because, again, like you look at that, the la- the game two weeks ago, and sure, the Bucks won very handily, winning 32-6, to six, and a lot of that was because of the defense. But that offense, that was all Antonio Brown. You know, A.B. made more – he got, like, more targets than you know, other players made catches. It was A.B. and then that 55-yard touchdown run from, uh, from Keyshawn Vaughn. So – now you don't even know who's going to be playing at running back and you don't have Antonio Brown. So uh, the Panthers not having Gilmore actually, you know, is a big change. Should the Bucs win? Yeah. Will they? Most likely. But, um, and you know, this is a more important game than I, than I think people are like really remembering for the fact that the yeah. Bucs can still get the two seed with the, the Niners playing the Rams. Like that's, a, that's a game that the Niners can win. I, I don't think anyone would be shocked if, if they beat LA. So, um, you know, if the Bucs get that two seed, I think that changes everything for their future playoff plans or what people might, uh, you know, predict for them yeah. for uh, for this year. Yeah. And Ted uh, with the $5 Super Chat, Ted says, hope the team is using this as fuel. A lot of talk about the Bucs being a reality show, no focus, no capable receivers. What are the Bucs going to do about it? And, you know, this is what it gets really frustrating because – and not that I care. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm an unbiased reporter in that sense, like in that it doesn't matter to me, but the Bucks locker room is, is it just an incredible locker room? Like it's, yeah. there's just a lot of really quality people, quality leadership, and you get one bad apple, which they brought in here and they chose that. It wasn't like they drafted a guy and he turned out to be, they knew what they were bringing in and they chose it. So that's what you get in some ways. Like this is, you know, in some ways, this whole AB situation this is the bed you made. Now you must lie in it. And that's where the Bucs are. They knew this was going to be a good chance that it ended in a mess like this, or in some capacity, a mess. And so that's reality of this, of this whole situation. And it is frustrating because people will now talk about the Bucs organization in a certain way. When the Bucs organization has prioritized quality people, they have made a ton of great groundbreaking decisions in leadership across the NFL. They'll continue to do so moving forward. They have a locker room full of genuinely awesome people, leaders, community leaders, and locker room leaders. Yes. Just that is what the Bucks are. You could put them up against any locker room in the league, and you know that would be the case. But people aren't going to see it that way now because of this AB situation. That's going to put a cloud well, over the whole thing. Yeah, and to your point, John, I think that's part of when they obviously Tom Brady wanted Antonio Brown, and that's probably the biggest reason more than anything else on why he got to the Bucks last year. But I think part of what they weighed that decision on was that they trust this locker room so much and they have so much confidence in their leaders that they felt that they could handle Antonio Brown or handle the quote-unquote aftermath of if a situation had like this. So I think, um, again, the risk, they saw it. They they It was well worth it to get the Super Bowl. Now they're getting the other side of it. But I think just knowing that the locker room they had, they were willing to, you know, go forth with it because of guys like Mike Evans and Tom Brady and everyone else that we were talking about. Right. There was a post, a question about golden Tate uh, just got released from the Titans practice squad, I believe. And uh, I guess he was liking some social media posts talking about the box, maybe picking him up and 
I'm no, I don't think he's going to sign. I think he's pretty cooked. He's been cooked for a while and he's not the Bucks fit anyway, in terms of what they look for a receiver or take, you'd have to learn the system, which would take a while. He's not played in the system that I was the last prepare. week of the season. I think like you don't just learn a yeah, offensive yeah. concept like that. And he, you know, what is he? And t- yeah, I just, I don't even know if he's had the talent anymore that, you know, the yeah. other guys. Well, I mean, yeah, he's on a Titans too, practice you know. squad and they've been missing Julio and AJ most of the season. Right. Like they, yeah. Nick Westbrook, or Akil Westbrook has been playing for them and you know Chester Rogers like you know those are guys that you'd hope that are the Bucks got current cast is as good or better than those guys and you know Golden State wasn't Tate wasn't sniffing the roster there so um let's try to make sure we got all these I do not want to leave people super chats in here before we leave I know we've got another one down here but um I do appreciate that one Ted um Oh, let's see. Make sure we got all of them here. But uh, yeah, that, that I think the whole thing is now what they're going to do, how they're going to move forward at wide receiver. Uh, because, you know, and just as a locker room in general, I mean, Robbie says it here, $10 super chat. Robbie would greatly appreciate this. He says, how important is Avante David to the locker room in a situation like this AB fiasco? Also, the chances of the Bucks getting another Super Bowl ring. I think he's very important. He's in the locker room. Still, oh, so it's I mean, huge. That- yeah, I think that, but I think he's super important on the field. Like they just need him. He's a really good player. Yeah. And frankly, their other linebackers are not. So they need him um, on the field. I think it makes a big difference. But also, yeah, the leadership. When he speaks, Bruce Arians has always said, when Levante speaks, everybody listens. And when Tom speaks, everybody listens. So, you know, that's leadership in a lot of ways uh, because that shows this respect that their actions have generated, right? They're not just guys that talk and talk and talk all the time and don't back it up with their actions. Like they're guys that act and act and act and act. And then when they need to speak, they speak and everybody else. They yeah. Are in the right. And he's the, he's the longest tenured buck and he's been through yeah. the ringer in so many situations. So like, yeah, Levante David and what he means to this team, as far as a leader, let alone, as you just said on the field, uh, in some, in some ways you can't even describe cause he's so, he's so important to this team. He's, he's huge for, you know, this organization. Right, for sure. Um, so it is important one. All right, I, we have so many comments. I just yeah. can't even keep up. Oh, uh, just the second part of that question: chances of the Bucks getting another Super Bowl ring. Um, I truly think if they can get the two seed, I truly think they can win at home. Uh, for those two games and going on the road to Green Bay, I think Green Bay is beatable. Everyone's like, oh, you know, they're unstoppable. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and don't get me wrong, I totally understand that, but I just think they're throughout the Vikings but... game, you look at. Two weeks ago, they barely beat a you know a severely injured Baker Mayfield, who still had the ball with under two minutes left and a chance to win the game. Then he mm-hmm. threw his fourth interception. Right. Um, I just I I think the Packers are a little more vulnerable than people are really leading on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think the Bucks can get that two seed. They can they can set up a matchup in the NFC Championship game for sure. Yeah, Leo, another five zero super chat. I appreciate this, Leo. He says he's wonderful lawyer. Tried to silence. The girl by giving her 10k, she said no thanks because she thinks this is serious, especially after what he did. Yeah, I mean, I don't know all the details of the situation yet. I did see that this was out there. Um, we'll see. We'll see how the whole thing plays out. I like to see more information come to light personally, Matt, before we go down that road. Um, right. You know, I just want to, I just want to know like the full context of the situation, like the 10k and. Yeah, it just feels like yeah. You always whenever there's money on the table in these types of situations, I think you always want to wait for all. Yeah, and it's it's tabloidy wow. stuff, definitely. Yeah, it's ta- it is tabloidy stuff, exactly right. So you just want to be careful. Moper with the twenty dollars super chat coming Moper. in clutch. Mopar, thank you. He says, "I think as Bucks fans, we forget we're twelve and four with AB only playing like three games all year, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken." 
he wasn't present for the playoffs until the Super Bowl. Fine without continuity and execution is what's needed. Well, he did play in the Washington game and he scored. He played well in that first half um, for sure in the Washington game. Then started the Saints game, made a couple catches, I think, and then so out of that game, missed the Packers game. He made one catch, yeah. Yeah, he got hurt on the play where he caught where he caught the ball. Yeah, but. Yeah, he was but big. Yeah. He was. He played a really important role in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Packers was the toughest one in the whole way for them, and he didn't play in that one, and they won. Yeah. So, I mean, Mopar, you bring up some good points here for sure, uh, and the fact that just they're twelve and four. Like, that, you know, if they beat the the Panthers on Sunday, they'll have the most wins in franchise history at thirteen. Obviously, with the extra game, but still uh, tied it already with the twelve wins. And so, I mean, that that stuff matters. It's clearly a good football team. There's no question. I think if they had Chris Godwin, I would care less about it. Um, but yeah, they don't, agreed. and so that makes it really – it compounds the issue, I think, in a really important way because you're right. They did all this without A.B., but Godwin played in every single one of those games, and he was huge against the Packers. Uh, and they're just a different team without Chris Godwin. So if they don't get there, if they lose in the first round of the playoffs to get bounced or lose in the divisional round, people are going to go to the A.B. thing because it's the louder narrative, but the real reason will be Chris Godwin. It's not that A.B. is good. I mean, he'll be – certainly he would have helped a ton, so I guess yeah, in that way yeah. he'd have been part of the solution. But the Chris Godwin you know, loss – is a big one. That's what they got to figure out how to deal with it. They right. We all like Cyril Grayson Jr., but no one's replacing Chris Godwin. Right. Everybody's pumped about Cyril, but is what it is. Reality is what it is. No question about it. So, all right. Let's sign off. Let's let these kind people go. We appreciate y'all jumping in. Our super chats were incredible. Y'all were great tonight. I uh, appreciate all the all the contributions uh, that you're sending our way on this show. It means a lot to us, and we'll uh, you know we'll keep giving the love back to y'all in the form of these shows and these podcasts. Remember Sunday live in game stream during the Bucks Panthers game. So we go pregame at noon. Oh right, sorry, the game's at four twenty five now. Totally forgot. Yeah. 3.30 pregame show. We'll preview everything, offense, defense, injuries, COVID, uh, replacement, who players that are getting replaced, all that stuff going into the game. Live in-game stream, Paul Atwell and I will be with you 4.25 from kickoff to the end. Then we're going to know who the Bucs are matched up again in the playoffs. We're going to talk about that matchup. We're going to talk about Bucks panthers and that matchup that's coming up on the post-game podcast Sunday night too. So you're also going to get a Sunday night on the post-game show. So lots of stuff coming Sunday to you. Take a break for Friday and Saturday. Turn off the AB noise. Tomorrow we have some cool articles dropping. Scott's putting out the fab. Uh, there's a great Tom Brady story from Cyril Grayson coming out and a story from JC Allen bright and early tomorrow morning that y'all are going to love. We got some content up on the site right now. We got tons of ABs. If you're like, oh man, I need to see some of the AB stuff. We got so much stuff up on the site right now. Y'all can check it out and, and at your leisure. You don't have to go clicking and looking all around the internet for it. We got it all one place for you. Um, and yeah, so that so all that stuff's there for you, but let let it go for get back focused on the football. We're gonna try and do that next week too. We had to do it this week because this is the story. It would have been journalism negligence to do it, to not do it. Yeah, we gotta do it. But we're looking forward to getting back to talking about football too. Trust me. That's what we do yeah. best at Peter Report. We're not one of the drama people. <laughs> we can do it when it comes, but we're always looking forward with to talking about it. <laughs> that's always with the drama. Um, that, that's what we're looking forward to getting back to. So Sunday, live in-game stream, the pregame show and live in-game stream, the post-game podcast Sunday night, Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern. Scott and I will be breaking down that one down in detail on the show. And then Wednesday, we'll be previewing the upcoming playoff game. And Thursday night, 7.30 p.m., Mark, Paul, myself – or sorry, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Mark, Paul, myself, breaking down what the Bucs offense should look like, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, et cetera, et cetera, moving forward into the playoffs. So we're excited about it. We appreciate you all. Thanks so much for tuning in to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. What's next in this saga? Nobody knows. Out.